0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3086 for Monday, the 1st of June 2020. Today's show is entitled HPR Community News for May 2020 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 54 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is. Dave and Ken talk about shows released in comments posted in May 2020. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate.
1: Hello everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. This one is the Community News from May 2020 and I'm joined, as always, by Dave.
2: Hello. You, you're also joined, hopefully not, but you might be joined by my neighbours who are all out in their various gardens making noises and stuff. But it'll just yeah, add to no the noise. ambience of the thing, you know, it'll be lovely. Until somebody starts a lot then I'll run and shut the door.
1: Ah, but it's no more May.
2: <laughs> well, if they're all out in the garden, they probably don't want to be cut in the grass house. So they'll have to get out of the way to, uh, to do it. So hopefully we're good.
1: So this is uh, HPR. HPR is a community podcast network um, where the shows are contributed by uh, members of the community. So our podcast listeners are the people who submit shows. Just one second, I need to shut the door, Dave. And this show is where we, once a month, give a roundup of what's been going on as far as we're aware in the HPR community, because we are but two. And this is where we introduce new hosts, Dave.
2: Well, I'm sorry to say there are no new hosts this month. There was one last month, but not this month.
1: I'm not angry. I'm just very disappointed. I must say this COVID nineteen thing is really messing up my podcast listening um, experience. It's doing uh, a lot for me to be able to record podcasts, but uh as far as listening goes, that's more of an issue.
2: Yes, I know. I can't I can't catch up with the back logo. I've got I've got from ten gigabytes down to eight eight point eight or something at the moment. But wow, wow, it's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard to get get any, any further.
1: So shall we go through the shows for last month? So the last one was on the Friday, the 1st, and it was a case for unattributed messages and it was by Ahuka um, and also known as Kevin O'Brien. And there's a comment there from Brian. uh, So the premise of the show was um, anonymity has an unfortunate consequence of enabling trolls and abuse. And Brian in Ohio says uh, enemies. It's sad that Ahuka considers his fellow citizens on the other side of the political spectrum his enemies. Also, all governments, not just Russia, sow political discord for their gain. Just listen to Voice of America and check out all the CIO ops in Central and South America. Quit picking on Russia as a straw man. Nothing
2: to say, really. I, did, I never heard that. I never heard uh any straw manning
1: that they go. Yeah, I suppose uh, we're not as sensitive to American politics as I guess Americans would be.
2: Yeah, seems reasonable.
1: So the following day we had HPR Community News and there were six comments on that show. That was the one where I abandoned you, Dave, left you all <laughs> to yourself.
2: Yeah, well, I probably needed the practice.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Tukatoroto says, thanks, thanks for keeping the flag of HPR high up and doing the community news episode all by yourself. Listening to the recap of the whole previous month's worth of episodes is one of those things that I look forward to when a new month starts. Tukatoroto, you need to get out. Actually, you don't. You need to stay in until lockdown is over. But <laughs> uh, uh, then you need to get, get out. Get out in a safe
2: manner, you'll be all right. <laughs> so I, I, I felt on a bound to, to answer these as I, I usually do, and I said, no problem. I appreciate the feedback to Tuturto, it's his abbreviated name. I also feel community news is an important part of HPR and the show must go on, as they say.
1: And then we have a comment by Tlaki. Blood type distributions. Dave uh, mentioned in passing that O positive would be an unusual blood type. One might think so when you're just looking at how the alleles work. Alleles. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> All you need is 1A and 1B allele, and then the O positive will be overruled. You might be tempted to believe that it's 25% of each of O, A, B, and AB, but that assumes an even distribution of genes. My blood type is A, and I grew up being taught. It was one of the most common ones. When I moved to Hong Kong, I learned that the blood type distribution is yet universal. Someone told me that my blood type was unusual. While A-plus is not exactly unusual in China, and I assume Hong Kong, nearly 50% of the population is O-positive, while A-positive is at around 25%. It is also not as dominant in Sweden as I was led to believe, 37% of Swedes are A-positive, while 32% are O-positive. While in the UK and the US, O-positive is somewhat more common than A-positive, the reverse of the Swedish distribution. And he links to a Wikipedia article, Blood Type Distribution by Country. And then I'll do a hookah, says, I love the show. You did a great job, Dave. Though I'm guessing you would like to have come back next time.
2: And so I to which you to, replied. I replied to Clackett, and I said, I think I was confusing quotes I have learned this stuff with. I know about this stuff. I got a bit muddled. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think of it, I was learning about blood groups more than 50 years ago, and I should say just as an addendum, I've done very little else with it since then. So, so yes, yeah, so there's times and you can rely on your memory, and sometimes not. Anyway, back to the comment it's an interesting subject though and i must go and refresh my dwindling slash dwindled
1: knowledge about it all that's where Um, i would jump in and suggest that somebody should do a show about it save you the effort you have plenty of stuff that i have on my list for you to do dave
2: (laughs) yeah it's it's i i look at many things that i see in in daily life just found a really interesting paleontology um youtube thingy i was thinking oh we should really be highlighting paleontology. And I think, mm, do I, is it really my thing to do? I'd <laughs> more we'll, we'll like to make a hash of it than anything else. Anyway, so replying to Ahuka, I say, thanks Ahuka, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. In having run through it earlier, when Mumble refused to record anything for me, I obviously gave myself an accidental rehearsal. So maybe the show wasn't as disjointed as it could have been, smiley face. Yes, it's more fun when there are two of us to discuss and banter a bit, so I prefer the normal setup.
1: When I remember that it's on.
2: <laughs> it happens, it happens.
1: Um, this one I listened to while queuing for the recycling center, uh, getting my Python 3 code working in Python 2. And um, this was a Mr. X modifying some of uh, his old code trying to get it working on, I think, a new Raspberry Pi or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, the thing that he uses to listen to his uh, podcasts.
1: Ah, yes. I actually got uh, this meld tool from him, which is absolutely excellent.
2: Oh, I I thought it had been mentioned before. I've been using it for years, and I'm sure it's somebody's uh, recommendation. But, yeah, it it is a brilliant thing. My favorite.
1: So, should we move on? Any comments on that one?
2: No, it was. I should say it, it was a great show, and I, I do feel his pain. And <laughs> this, this uh, Python two three transition stuff is really, really horrible. But it, it's yeah. thing it's what happens. It's a thing that happens. It's happened in yeah. the Po world as yeah.
1: well. I got into Python um, late in the game, so I started. Everything is Python 3. Just don't Mm, do any Python 2 at all. Same here, same here. Keeping track of downloads in Elm. Tukatoruto shows us how to keep track of data that has been downloaded in Elm. This made perfect sense while I was listening to it.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, same here, really. uh, And I don't think we have (laughs) anything
1: else to say about this show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Apart from if you came back and looked at this page... Afterwards, like now, you go, Oh my goodness, what was that all about? But yes, yes. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't say it out loud, though, would you? No, you'd be too sensible to say it.
1: No, no. Although I did have a smidgen of the Dave Morris effect over engineering something here <laughs> that you're downloading. <laughs> but I suspect with Tukatoroto, it's part of a larger project that we will see at some point.
2: I assumed this was part of his. Uh... His um, space uh, game thing that he's yeah. doing. But uh, I don't know whether he actually said as much, but uh,
1: yeah. So then we had the Linux-in-laws uh, season one, episode five, uh, Porn and Skynet. This is the one where they did the NVIDIA thing at the end. And Bendy says, Skynet, why? Wow, I didn't realise Skynet was really NVIDIA. I'm going to bid my graphics cards right now. Thank you so much for the heads up.
2: Yes, they're having fun with that stuff. They
1: They are indeed. Uh, The following day, it was CRVS with some Vim hints. And I thought to myself, that's got to be right up your alley there, uh, Dave.
2: Yeah, we had a little conversation about this. I think there were a few issues with the way he'd put together his notes and stuff. Um, not not anything anything insurmountable but uh, yeah he's uh, he's quite a vim a vim enthusiast so yeah this is this is pretty good I'm not seeing a mistake here when it says vim info plus equals n dollar is that right just send him an email and ask him anyway yeah I my only thing about this is it's very clever and I'm quite impressed. But I don't know why you'd want to do it, or why I'd want to do it. Maybe I'm just stuck in the in the mud and uh, don't see the need to have things in uh, this the dot config file xdg dot config directory. Uh, I mean, it's nice that things have have developed to to place themselves there. That that's great, but you know, things like Vim and Vi and there's loads of other things there's, there's a lot of other things that don't follow that line and forcing them to do so is quite a quite a job but you know if, if that's the way you feel it should be then fine
1: well it makes the other desktops work uh, make it makes it compatible so it certainly actually helps if with
2: managing doc files is a, is a thing then it certainly helps with that doesn't
1: it yeah would be nice to have somebody give us an introduction and then Ed, in-depth look at like the free desktop and XTG and some of the applications. I use XTG-open all the time to open files, and it would be great to know where the configuration files for for saying, okay, I want to open this with this application, come from the um, MIME types and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. I could find out, but it would be just easier if somebody told me.
2: Yes, yes. It's, it's always good to have somebody who knows their way around this stuff um, give a, give an, an overview or an explanation. I always find it's, it's much better, it's more fun, more interesting um, than just digging around in dry documentation, which I'm not all that good at, to be honest.
1: So the next one arose from a issue I had. Which was uh, working on a show, "The Finding Raspberry Pies on the Network," three zero five two about putting quotes inside a inside a uh, bash string, and I thought, "Hey, I've got a bash expert here online. What's going to come of this?" Four hours later, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, four yeah. hours,
1: four days later,
2: <laughs> the, it was just a thing. Occasionally, I think, "Oh." i i i am not as clear about this as i should be so therefore it's likely that a lot of people are similarly unclear so why not just uh make 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 myself clear and on the way share share the the clarity so uh, that's that's what i did and um yeah bash is a little bit old the way it handles quotes i mean partly because yeah. it's a, a rag bag of bits that have gradually accumulated i think but uh, not, not to, not not to mean that that's a bad thing necessarily, but no, it just, has, just a, happens. has a sort of um you know, uh, bought at the, the scrapyard type of accumulator. And <laughs> anyway, so
1: comments. Nobody who a long time commenter, but are they a host, Dave? Let me just check that. No, Dave, they are not. That's amazing, isn't it?
2: Isn't it? Yes, yes. Made some very uh, helpful contributions over the over the
1: past uh, few months. Um, so yeah, it's surprising. Very, very shocking. In fact, shocking, shocking. I tell you. Anyway, nobody says. Further simplifying, there are actually more than two types of quoting in Bash. In addition to the single and double, there are also ncc and localized quot- quoting quotations. Uh, and by the way, this is not going to be an easy comment to read. For this problem, I would have used the c quotation, alias show network dollar single quote nmap. Uh, you're gonna to have to read that. Personally, I find it a bit more readable. It might not be as portable, but that shouldn't matter as the episode specifically addresses bash. There's a f there are explanations of NCC quotations in the bash manual. So, what is that there? There's you put in dollar then the quotes.
2: Yes, there's a a thing in um, in Bash where dollar and then a quoted string allows you to add all sorts of um, backslashy things inside it. So you can put uh, Unicode sequences in there if you want to, and uh, backslash n and backslash t wow. and uh, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's really good. But let me go on to my comment. I said thanks. you You're of course perfectly right. I tend not to think this way of doing things. Maybe because I originally learned Unix on HP UX and SunOS and Ultrix actually uh, a long time ago. Um, I might be accused of being a little stuck in my ways. I did think of mentioning this in the show, but didn't do it because it was a snippet. I didn't want to go into too much detail and make the episode too long. I did link to the relevant page in the documentation. And there's a link in the comments here. However, feel free to add the bash scripting series yourself. I look forward to hearing a different view from you in due course. The little boy next door. Yes, has got, uh, got a good pair of lungs on him.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, good. It's, uh, it's also nice to hear kids in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing now, you know, kids are playing a lot more in the street. Uh, and here, since the lockdown, kids are playing more in the street, but the number of accidents and deaths hasn't decreased because they've moved from the highways to uh, uh, children getting knocked down and pedestrians getting knocked down. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Anyway, yes, so that's... Um, anyway, after yeah.
1: depressing everybody, let's move on to the next show. <laughs> The joy of pip tools and PyEnv virtual environments in the little bit of Python series by Tlake. And there were two comments, clarification from Tlake uh, himself. Errata, Ubuntu Python virtual env works just fine. I confused myself when creating the uh, Nix Python virtual environment, which doesn't work when I thought I was creating an Ubuntu Python virtual environment, which actually does work.
2: Just absorbing that, sorry. <clears throat> Tutoto says, interesting and insightful. It's been a while since I needed to do Python package management, but thanks to this episode, I'm ready next time the need arises. Yeah, point.
1: I think it's kind of important if you ever plan to distribute your Python program.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I am not good at uh, thinking at that level. I'm afraid, so it's good to to get a occasional kick in the backside to point out uh, it's a it's a good mindset to to be working with.
1: Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the next episode was Tony Hughes, the first in a mini series on Matchbox and diecast restoration. And Tukutoroto says, "Sounds good." Look forward to this series. I haven't ever stripped matchbox cars, but I've done my fair share of miniature stripping. I'm interested in hearing how you handle this, as these models are both metal and plastic parts.
2: Yes, uh, it's really intriguing. Tony, Tony Hughes himself replies saying, feedback from Tutato, thanks for the comments. I'll be covering how I go about dismantling the models, removing paint from the, the casting and plastic parts as part of the series. My next episode will be about the basic tools and materials you need to get started. It's cool. But yeah, it's, I, I find it intriguing because these are toys from my era and some of them. Well, <laughs> my era is before this, but I do remember them. And, uh, you know, you look at them, some of these poor, tatty old things, and think, why, oh, it would be nice to, to bring it back to life again. And I'm really impressed that uh, Tony's doing this.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, kind of cool. All the cars that he has remind me very much of the cars that I had because they were all in this state when I got them, having had five brothers using four brothers using it before me. <laughs> yes. So yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Kids tend to be a bit hard on these things.
1: So the following day was something that I had planned to do for months or years actually and was surprised I had never gone round to it and I heard that the Escape Pod um, series were in trouble financially because of their um, uh, yeah, they're still trying to pay their authors and uh, yeah, during this period it's uh, tough for them. So uh, I had several ones that I wanted to uh, put on the show, but I thought this one was the most appropriate for HPR.
2: Yes, it's a lovely, lovely episode. I, I've listened to Escape Pod for, for a while, but I missed this one. I never heard it. 2018. I had to yeah, rush I, back and uh, and listen to it straight away before I, as I was posting the show, which is a bit naughty
1: no, no oh, sorry. No, sorry. I went back and uh to and downloaded all the escape pod shows and uh listened to them from the start while I was doing a renovation at one point here in the house. They are absolutely excellent. And there was one other show that I wanted to uh, put on but I can't find it. But uh, this one actually I ended up hearing it come into my feed and then I was thinking oh, I've already listened to this twice before, so I won't listen to it again, but you know I had the face mask and stuff on, and then I ended up listening to it for a yet third time. I really, really thought they they did a very good job on this artificial life form. It's basically about a uh, a artificial robot who uh, gets into is it anime? I think.
2: Yes, yeah, sort of fandom type of. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's in the yeah, name, yeah. isn't it? Founder robots. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. I, I, yes, I, I could really sympathise with that. And the, the author's written a, a magnificent one. Let's find out more from that particular source.
1: And the narration is absolutely excellent. Top-notch.
2: Yes, I, I've heard him many times. He, he's has a really good, uh, yeah, good yeah. delivery. Some, some and excellent people on
1: that. thing is, with the skate pod, you can't always know if they, if it's going to be a nice, uplifting episode this one definitely is so it's a good a nice episode to to start off with
2: oh yeah yeah oh absolutely it's a bit of a you can come out of these things yeah oh
1: i wish i hadn't listened to that it's just so (laughs) so, good that's not to say the shows are not good it's just you know you're there in tears sometimes at some of the episodes as you go right well i I am an internationally renowned wuss, so that's fine. I'm allowed to do that. Anywho, following on, federated blogging with write freely. And this is part of Ahuka's social networking, uh, social media uh, thing. And Plaque says federated links for talks on Fediverse thing, in addition to the uh, archive.org location above the talks, are also available on the federated free social web at and he gives a link. That's cool. Yes, yes. Nice.
2: There was a distraction free um, uh, tool for, for writing which is a pretty cool thing actually,
1: yeah. Yeah, interesting they um, <laughs> talking about uh, WordPress and Microsoft uh, Office and stuff. Or sorry, Word Perfect at the time that you just sat down and wrote and then Microsoft <laughs> Office came on and people productivity oh. went down. I, I actually saw that from day one.
2: Yeah, we we had um, we had uh, WordPerfect somewhere other on a on a machine in our in the department I was working at, but uh, I never used it myself. We were all writing documentation by getting it punched on on, on punch cards, you know. So you'd sit with a coding sheet and write stuff up, and get it punched, and then there was a, a text processor which read the cards and produced stuff on a line printer or a daisy wheel or something like that. That's the state we were at, and I was not doing that kind of thing.
1: So, the following day was Keep Calm and Virion. Is that how and you the,
2: pronounce it? The, the, yeah. Text to, the text-to-speech thing made made a right mess of my, my pun there. Very disappointed.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I guess. No. <sighs> oh... <laughs> no, uh, it is, this, we, we were you were cu- the one who wouldn't let me put puns on your bash series. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> it's all right to put your own puns on. Well, come on. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> think, um Andrew and I were debating what uh, what to call it. I made a, made some suggestions, and this was the one. This one that we both agreed was. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but it just just sounds good.
1: And after 225 shows, not counting all the community one, community news ones, you still don't know how to use a USB recorder.
2: <laughs> who would, who could know that? If you, if you've got a multiple ports on your laptop, and there's several USBs. If you plug it into the first USB, it works great. If you plug it into the second USB, it doesn't. You get this incredibly shitty noise. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it was it was not as bad as the the next time next time I tried to do this. But uh, it's just I don't know uh, this. I don't understand why this laptop would do that.
1: Oh, it's anyway. weird. Yeah, I know. do, of course, mess because the gods of audio recording can fall on any of us at any time.
2: Well, uh, I, I'm back to my. Just, just for anybody who, who's listening and might be vaguely interested, I'm back to using Mumble on my main desktop, and the way I managed to solve that one was by recompiling Mumble to make it work. Whereas before, the the version I had was not playing ball at all. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, the the, the gods of of um, sound recording really, really hate me.
1: Well, this is a nice episode. It's great to. I ended up listening to this one twice because the first time I was making a bike shed, uh, or rearranging the bike shed, and uh, I didn't know if I had got to the end, and then the second time I was down shopping, and I thought, ah, I'll just listen to it again, because it was worth it.
2: Wow. (coughs) That's punishment. (laughs) I like the
1: pain of making tea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had fun anyway. We enjoyed it. That's good. I'm
1: enjoying these ones.
2: Chinwaggy.com we we'll maybe do another one before, or too long, I don't know. Depends. Good.
1: And Dan Dixon was on the following day, and this one went uh, viral in my work <laughs> when I posted this. Uh, and about how to use a push-to-talk thing, and uh, some people have uh, adapted it to use it on the map, on the Mac, as well, so uh, there you go. I have actually a, found a Android Nano here. I don't know if you can hear me clicking that. I okay, can. That okay. is that is intended to be my push to talk, but I uh, got distracted. His code is good, but very it's at a Tukatoro level as far as my Python is concerned. <laughs> so uh, I'm was thinking of modifying it just the basic blink script uh, sketch because I'm not interested in the led light and all that flashing. I just want off on off on. So, uh, I've been kind of hacking at that yesterday and then I had to stop because it was exercise time.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, I think it's a brilliant thing. It's really absolutely awesome. It, it, it's just to correct you, by the way, it's Dan Nixon. You got his, got his name. Oh, sorry, right, Dan. Angle. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, a brilliant piece of work, and uh, the pictures were were great too. It really adds a huge lot to these things. Um yep. To see see some some pickies, and we got our act together, or I got my act together, and we we managed to get the um, the pictures properly interleaved with the text and whatever, and and with thumbnails and, and stuff. And this has prompted me to write some scripts behind this to, sure. to do this in a less human intervention-y way, so I can't screw up anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's where scripting comes from, Dave.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes. yes, it's all about protecting yourself from yourself, in my case, anyway.
1: Absolutely. No, but I really want to get this working of, um, because I'm sick and tired of having to find a key on my laptop, and I want to have one on my... Uh, uh, basically, on all the computers that Rather than a printed one i was thinking of just getting a uh, one of those thick thin nanos you know about the about the width of a credit card and about uh, a centimeter half an inch wide and then kind of shrink wrap them or uh, you know put them on put them in some uh clear uh, heat sink tubing mm-hmm. and then use the onboard led as they as the light to tell you whether it's on or off so that's kind of what I'd like to do. Yeah,
2: yeah, yes, yes, strength tubing is a wonderful stuff. Different sizes. Yeah, I got, a like little,
1: stuff. I got a little uh, USB oscilloscope thing um, from Bitscope that uses that. So might work, yeah, but I haven't grand, got the code yeah. working. I might get in touch with him and uh, ask for his help.
2: Cool. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't looked at the code yet. I must go and have a, have a look. It's a a great little project. Really, really really impressive.
1: Ken Fallon says, brilliant idea. I must try this. I'll probably use different parts. As you can tell, yes, I am. And I've got nowhere. Thank you. (laughs) And you know why I've got nowhere? Because since this lockdown thing, I've become the house uh, from morning until night, I have to fix things. (laughs) Just 24-7, my I can't use Zoom. I can't use this. My laptop cable's fallen out. My charger's missing. My door has... <laughs> My door knob has stopped working. <laughs> it's just brutal. Oh.
2: <laughs> That's not happening in here. <laughs> My kids are not around. Not much, anyway. So, yes. yes.
1: Uh, anywho.
2: So, we also had a comment from Jezra, who says, an amazing mix of custom hardware and software. Thank you for sharing. I've now fallen down a rabbit hole of links to software I didn't <laughs> know I needed. It's one of the best. This is very much up Joceros Street, I would think. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, cool, cool stuff.
1: And the next one, health and healthcare. Uh, this is another one by Ahuka. And it is about uh, the coronavirus to date. And Zen Floater gives a link to the magical Forester Atheist comments. Capitalism is successful as it models nature's kill or be killed ethics at a conscious level. In short, yes, you're going to get out there and you're going to die. The problem was in allowing China into this global community, not whether or not you're going to hide in your house. Okay, don't know how we got that from... That show, but
2: I think Hooker was sort of um, making a few comments about how capitalism wasn't helping with this. Capitalism is driving the uh, the n- n- removal of lockdown. Did say yeah, that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that so, yes, 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 yes. See that now? Yeah.
2: Which is which is a, a common um, analysis, and it's also being used as analysis in the UK where we're, where and we're here. Going. We're leaving things well. far, far too early for political reasons. So I disagree with Zen Floater on every
1: level, I think. Okay. Um, well, he says you're going to go out there and you're going to die. So <laughs> I don't know if he's pro or anti, actually. Capitalism is indeed a kill or be killed type ethic, although I don't think that that's necessarily models all of nature because there are plenty of species who uh, cooperate within the same species and um, Ants, elephants, lions. Where were we? What episode were we at?
2: 3079.
1: Which is Porn and Trump. Uh, where the lads discuss Audacity, Keaton live Blender, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Water, House Coopers, The Current War, Better Things, and Etc, etc. There are no comments on that show as yet. And the following day we had a show by myself ansible ping troubleshooting a basic ansible install um i just i'm not an ansible expert by any means but um i do like it as it's uh, something that you can run on your laptop and just configure stuff in a standard way around your network so what i wanted to do was give people basically the the uh how to on how to get something up and running so you're not to make troubleshooting a little easier
2: yeah very very helpful i think um it was uh an excellent journey through through the basics i found anyway um it'll it it all flew past me fairly quickly but uh, the point that when i start trying to do this which i do intend to do um using a Raspberry Pi, maybe. Um, then uh, I'm sure this will will start to become clearer and will be very helpful.
1: Yeah, the steps in the episode are there. You should it should take you about 15 minutes in total to go through um, that episode, and you know install Ansible, and then you can uninstall it after you're finished if it's if you don't like the the uh, concept.
2: No, it looks good. Yeah, it's definitely something I want to do.
1: Okay. The following day, we had Tukatorito, who was talking about testing and formal verification of software, and uh, this is harking back to episode thirty fifty seven. I already forgot to mention why somebody would want to do it, and uh, there's lots of people in my work would swear by this methodology. So a good uh, a good discussion.
2: Yeah, it um it sort of um, opened up. Windows to to things that I wasn't completely clear about, aware of, I guess you can say. So I've seen people doing this sort of stuff, um, but in a sort of computer science construct context. I mean, and um, wondered why I had to um, never had to had to do this myself. Then I'm not that sort of a programmer. I'm more of a sort of nuts and bolts and nail and plywood type programmer probably so yeah it's it's not a it's not a cheap operation I, I, the, the message i took from it but important in certain um, certain contexts presumably if you're building stuff to to run a ventilator for patients or an airplane or, or a car Absolutely. or whatever so these are these are important things
1: well, you know, it just saves money in the long run. The earlier you can catch the stuff the better. Yep. So the next show was a discussion on RFC five zero zero five part one. Paged and archive feeds. Who cares? Question mark. I care. I care very deeply. I love equally love and hate this protocol.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah i do actually understand that point of view um you you've worked with it more than i have but the times i've messed around with with both rss and atom i've I found them rather frustrating but the, and this extension seems to be a cool thing to have but i don't know how well it's uh it's gonna gonna exist in the real world
1: now and therein lies your problem uh-huh. i have had reason to think that this was going to save my bacon in two locations one being uh, here on HPR and the other being in work where uh, it would allow uh, the offlining of a online database and what uh, where it fails and it does fail it's uh, it fails in its vagueness and it fails in the archive archive uh, uh, the the, arch- the fact that an archive can never be touched again means you, it's essentially useless because we can't use it on HPR. We can't have one archive and then every day add another episode into this archive of episode. Um, so that would mean we would need to archive a month or archive or whatever. So then you have lots of different archives linked together and it's just completely horrendous to deal with and also vague in that how you interpret the 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 specification even with two or three different people on it was different and i had a different interpretation as well to what the specification says so essentially it's unimplementable then great idea though um, the first last and previous thing they, they did mention on the HPR feed that we have two feeds and we have Two feeds, specifically for this reason. One is that we maintain the two-week feed, and then there's the full archive feed of everything. Um, and it, that is a pain. That is, but yeah, what can you do? Because this doesn't fix that problem, unfortunately. So there you go. That's all I have to say about that.
2: <laughs> I did uh, read, start reading the RFC itself. Always well, been quite fascinated by RFCs and stuff, but mm-hmm. but um, we've got lots of shoulds and musts and uh, and all that stuff in it, um, and it it's certainly readable, but very yeah the implementation, as you say, might well be, uh, be a struggle given that it is it's quite readable.
1: <laughs> well, shouldn't... and also the what I found interesting in this was the how Google. Um, you know, the, the Microsoft is known for its embrace, extend, extinguish uh, dialogue. I think I, they made the valid point that anything that Google touches, you should be very wary of because they will embrace, extend, and then abandon. Um, and I think a lot of people are very sore about Google Reader since since they dropped Google Reader. I think a lot of uh, there's a certain population of the tech population that have. Decided. Okay, that's that's enough, now, Google, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was, and with it, uh, with it went uh, the popularity of RSS, where you could, uh, where you could use it as a feed mechanism. Yes, people will say that podcasting has never been more open, but you, they, RSS feeds themselves may be used in the background, and an Atom feed or XML, and I use them interchangeably here, but the majority of podcasting um, now would be more than happy to hide the feeds from people and give dedicated feeds to uh, Apple, iTunes, or whichever Stitcher or whatever these proprietary walled garden uh, podcast listening applications are.
2: Mm, yeah. I was having a conversation with uh, Ty, the guy who uh, organizes uh, Edinburgh Linux a Group, yesterday about this because he um he's part of a new podcast that he was he was advertising it turned out that it's available on spotify and no rss was was uh, was visible i did quiz him about that and yep. um you could find it if you dug deeply enough dave lee was kind enough to to, to dig and find it but uh we, we were having a conversation about why this is so and it is exactly as you say but uh People are trying to make money from it, and just having it out there and available is not a way of um, doing that. It would seem. Yep. And it, it's, it lets the plebs have too much freedom, you know, kind of that. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, did I say that out loud?
1: No, no, no. Coming with our left-wing communist views here. <laughs> so, anywho, mm-hmm. mumble and while on lockdown. Okay. Thank you. You're an anarchist. Oh, get off this network. <laughs> Um, yourself and Mr X had a chat and we all had the pleasure of listening to it and I also had the additional pleasure of watching this video that uh, Dan Nixon added into the uh, into the mix
2: oh yeah yeah I haven't, um, I haven't I haven't done that yet actually I haven't done that I was asking I just emailed Mr X to say did he know what this what thing he referred to actually was um, and uh, I haven't heard about from him yet. He's a busy guy, um, but uh, yeah, I must look at that that uh, um, video. Very good. Well, I'll
1: read the comment. Uh, he says groove based tape format is uh, tell oh, excuse me tefifon. Thank you, tefifon. And there's a good review there on uh, Techmon's YouTube channel.
2: Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and he is excellent for. Talking yeah. about these types of things, yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, I listened to this yesterday, I think. So, I t- tend to be reluctant to listen to my own stuff. And this one, I thought was going to be a total nightmare. It was a bad dream, but it wasn't a nightmare. No, it was, was fine. It was fine. It was, was crap, but it was it was very small, like sort of rabbit droppings, rather than a big no, steaming pile. Fine.
1: <laughs> Well, I was listening to it on the bike yesterday, and it was absolutely fine. Yeah. Now, the next day, they're really the audiobook club is dusting out the sellers here, and it was Star Trek: The Continuing Mission. Um, and the podcast for the next one is uh, is 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 is. Uh, Tincture, an apocalyptic proposition. Tincture. Tincture. T- yeah. Say tincture. again,
2: it's, it's tincture. It's tincture. My grandmother always used that word. Um, it's, it's a valid word, and it means um, a suspension or uh, dissolving of something or other in alcohol. So you have a tincture oh. of this and a tincture of that. And she would... I think she was, it's also a Victorian. She was a Victorian. Um, and it's, uh, it was used as slang to mean I'm uh, um, just about to have a little tincture, which was, <laughs> you
1: yeah, uh-huh. know, a, a little glass of drunk? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So tincture is the word. Ahuka says, and I agree. Missing 50. Hearing 50 makes me miss him again. And I must admit, I was surprised to discover that I appeared in this episode. But good work for the reviews folks
2: yeah it's it's a, it's a great shame not listening to this but it's good that we have well, it's, it's nice. good that we have these these reminiscences We not just sort of vanish off the face of the the hbr world it's nice to have these memories yeah
1: and it is nice to know that they're on archive.org and the best of of 5150 is up there for anybody, new generations of people to listen to. And I'm sure whenever the first uh, uh, probe heads off for the new worlds, that a copy of archive.org will go with them and other other life forms will have the, the joy of listening to our musings here on the network. <laughs> yes, yes. Good luck to them. Speaking him. of aliens. <laughs> 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 no, it's not that too. Architecture of robustness by Hookah. <laughs> Definitely not an alien. Although, if there were aliens on the planet, a retired project manager would probably be the most clever disguise of any of them. Just saying. <laughs> and social networks, platforms, histories and stuff. This is... How do you... Uh, secure networks against attack while still be opening to strangers. this was a probably people haven't listened to this one, but this is a, a very good yeah how how do you strike that balance pretty much
2: yeah, quite a problem quite a problem and why wow, are there some links here these I've only just started looking at these because I've a lot of time <laughs> and uh, yeah um hook' great for the the link, so thank you very much for that.
1: So uh, going back to the previous show's comments, um, bash tips twenty one by Dave Morris. Uh, nobody also had a comment about that, saying uh, personally, I feel like the best and most complete resource for awk is the awk manual and links to said document. To which Dave felt that he had to reply. I do, I do.
2: Well, nobody's comment was in. Um, response to something where I'd said to CRVS I think uh, that we'd done a series on walk because or he made a comment about walk and uh, that uh, it was also available on um, open I don't know if nobody thought that I was blowing my own trumpet in some sort of way and saying that we had a far better resource than the the Gawk manual. So I was felt the pains to uh, to point out that wasn't the case so what i said was thank you for your feedback if i interpret you correctly i think you may have misunderstood the spirit of my earlier comment i was replying to crvas when he mentioned the use of shebangs in the context of writing orc scripts i took him to mean that this particular episode had helped to provide an insight which assisted with this understanding in my reply i pointed to the series that be and i had done on orc where we tried to introduce people to this tool that made many, many references to the Gork manual along the way, of course. There's no contest with the Gork manual itself, so as what we were implying. The manual is obviously the most comprehensive and definitive resource on the utility and the language. The resource which Beezy and I had tried to provide was simply a way into concepts which may have been daunting and somewhat inaccessible to some. Our role is one of supplementing the manual itself and not superseding it in any way. I hope this clarifies any misunderstanding there may have been.
1: So the next comment was on Blood Witness and uh, Mord Ansi says, I love this book. Can't wait to listen to this episode. David Hit is amazing and there's other stuff to listen to and gives a link to davidhitcom forward slash podcast. While I agree with most of his opinions and information, there have been a few things I absolutely disagree with from uh, about, but I get to hear a different point of view from someone, and...
2: <laughs> yes. I don't know. Did he drop his phone at that point? <laughs> well, anyway, yes.
1: So, there's been uh, pens, pencils, paper and ink. Comment on that one. One of your episodes by Archer72 saying this episode leaves me wishing I were a writer and an artist. I am interested It is an interesting medium that my daughter and an artist may take up since she has been uh, sketching pen drawings lately. To which uh, Bookworm... Actually, I'll do Bookworm and then you can do your two own replies. How's that? Bookworm says, to the same episode, Dave, my apologies for the late comment. I had intended to get it in prior to the community news, but life happens. I too have always been fascinated by these tools. My fascination was multiplied by both of my parents working in parallel industries when I was younger. My father worked in an art and drafting supply house and my mother in an office supply store. Instead of turning to fountain pens, my disposition is towards ballpoint pens. While I do agree that they aren't the greatest writing tools, I have leaned toward Advertising pieces and novelty pens. I have pens in my collection from as early as the 1950s and 60s. Mostly local business advertising. A few national chains and brand names. Art class in middle school introduced me to papers and textures and artisan papers. I am proud owner of a 100% handmade journal. Not by me, I don't have the skin level. The 300 pages of paper is all handmade from recycled cardboard and denim, and the entire volume is bound in hand-tooled leather. It's so nice, I'm scared to write in it all.
2: Well, well, thank you for doing that. I am. Um, while you were doing it, I seem to have fallen off the network and come back on again automatically, which is a... Can you hear me?
1: Can you press record, please, because my recording is very dodgy.
2: Yep, sorry, didn't oh, do that. dear... So, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I was getting unable to resolve host name with the DNS, my ISP's DNS gone up there, gone uh funny. Anyway, continuing, shall I?
1: Yeah, we good? Yeah, please. I'm trying to see, actually, if my recording's here, because it'd be very depressing, Dave. <laughs> very depressing. Ah. So,
2: I said in reply to Archer72, hi, thanks for the comment. I know what you mean. I'm no artist myself. My daughter took art and science at school and has developed her art skills since then. She always tells me to keep sketching if I want to get better at it. That's what she's done to try and get to a place where she can start to combine her science interests with her art. I guess the message is that you can develop abilities if you keep trying. And yep, Replying. You can do the replying, next one as well. Yep, replying to Bookworm, I said, thanks for the comment. It's much appreciated. My interest in fountain pens didn't really develop until I was beyond school age. School had the effect of making me dislike using them because I was forced to do so. I've been a frequent ballpoint pen user from my university student days because it was easier to write rapidly with one when in lectures or other places where rapid transcription was needed. I can see how an interest in the older 1950 1960s designs of ballpoint pens would be a thing. Quite collectible. Your handmade journal sounds wonderful leather cover too. I've never owned anything so good, but I do have some notebooks that I like so much I've never used them, I probably never will. Your reaction to your journal is perfectly understandable. I'd like to hear more about the pen collection in the journal, if you feel you could make a show about them. Smiley face.
1: Okay. And then we have the comments of this month's show. And there wasn't a lot on the mailing list. And there are no... No events, pretty much, because of the lockdowns.
2: On the, any other business front, uh, it was just me telling myself how clever person I am for having sent in nine updates to the uh, to the tax and summaries. So,
1: there you go. Cool, good news. Okay, so without further ado, I think we'll bring that to the end because my neighbours started sanding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Nobody's cut the grass here yet. Just Just in time. time.
1: (laughs) Okay. Thanks, everybody. And remember to tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public
2: Radio. Radio.
0: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org.